Welcome to the H2P Podcast here on DK Sports Radio. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Remember, you can subscribe to DK Sports Radio anywhere podcasts are hosted, but especially on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And remember to rate us five stars with a positive comment because that really helps out all of our shows here. We've got a lot to talk about. First of all, we're do- we're switching. We're doing, I'm calling the audible. You, you know me. Whenever there's something important, normally it's football Thursday, basketball Sunday. And I know we just did a basketball show on Sunday. We got to wind it back and do another one because it's been a crazy week. So let's let's come to grips with all the things that have happened this week because it's been a lot in a few days. And it's I don't think there's there, there's going to be a more active week in an, of an offseason, right? Because when I recorded it Sunday morning, I you know and and you listened to that episode then I was talking about how man we don't know what's gonna happen with Efton Reed he said he was gonna announce Friday he didn't do anything Friday or Saturday he's the five star superstar center that Jeff Capel was supposed to be able to land and you know we were saying Sunday we're thinking oh it's gonna happen well if you read DKPittsburghSports.com you know well he picked LSU and rumors are flying around that Pitt was the number two school and just lost out. And it was like, man, that was a tough blow on Mother's Day. And then another tough blow came when Justin Champagny declared for the NBA Draft Monday. Woof. So not only do you lose out on the superstar play that you thought you were going to get, but you're also losing out on the, super, the only superstar play that you really had on the roster. Now, it's not saying that any of the guys on the roster can't become superstar players, but Justin Champagny was the only player in the ACC to average a double-double. He was the first Pitt Panther to get a uh, to get named first team All ACC, that can't be overlooked. I don't care which angle you try to flip, turn, spin it, jip it, whatever. So that was looking really rough. I wrote a whole piece right then, like, man, this is a tough day for Pitt. Tough two days. And there was I wrote I wrote an article about what is where does Jeff Capel go from here about Efton Reed, and then when Chad Penny left, it was like man, what's left on the roster, or who's left on the roster? And then I wrote a whole point about my arguing why you still need to give Jeff Capel time for a talking points article on D, on DKPittsburghSports.com because there's just too many things that are stacking up against this guy to think that this is a normal situation. And I do really think that this guy has the potential to build something special here for Pitt basketball. But things have started to turn around. The next day after Champagne declared for the NBA draft, Tuesday, Pitt won in the transfer portal, getting arguably the top junior college uh, transfer prospect in Chris Payton, six foot seven forward. He's uh, He averaged a double-double in junior college. A guy who plays a lot in the low post. He has a lot of dunks. Really athletic. Gets off the, gets off the floor. Um, 
can help you underneath with the boards, looks good and physical, could be a force for you. Now, obviously, you're not expecting him to average double-double in the ACC because that's a huge jump, but still, a good person to bring into your into your ranks and to say, all right, you got three years of eligibility left, let's see what you got. Again, I wrote that up on DKPittsburghSports.com. I wrote all this stuff up while I was also doing Steelers stuff and all our Steelers podcasts and all the other great things I do for this website. So Chris Payton had. Then Wednesday, Heather Like speaks. Heather Like, you know her, you love her, the athletic director. She's up for athletic director of the year by the Sports Business Journal. Pretty awesome. And she deserves it. I mean, what? Pitt's soccer, Pitt's wrestling, Pitt baseball, so many, uh, so many other sports outside of the two ones that we cover primarily. They're doing great right now. Pitt soccer is in the, the the final four, the College Cup of men's soccer right now. They're they're kicking butt. So good luck to those guys and H two P to them. There's been a lot of success there, but still people want to see the two major programs that everyone talks about at Pitt get their due. Finally come through. And there were questions about Pitt football, and I'll address that at a later time. But I. I was the second person to ask questions, and I had to go right to the heart of what's going on. And I, I you know, it was my first ever time talking to Heather Like, because I, because you know, I remember I, I came full time here and t- jumped on the pit beat in August, late August, and it was right in the middle of the pandemic, and we hadn't really had a chance to talk. So this is my first question, and I asked her first thing out the gate. I was like, "Hey, what's up with what's up with you guys' plan with the transfer? Because the transfer portal, because that that that's real." It's you know it's oh it's at fifteen hundred and eighty players as of uh, as of Thursday this week, pretty crazy. It had never been over a thousand twenty five. It's looking like it's slowing down, but it's still eventually going to hit sixteen hundred players. But all that aside, I asked her about you know what what's her what her, what her thoughts were on how the transfer portal has impacted college sports and how she sees. Jeff Capel and the program handling it. And she responded very favorably to Jeff Capel. She acknowledged, like, listen, I was she was just at a at a meeting, at a, at a spring meeting with all ACC men's basketball coaches, and nobody's happy about this transfer portal stuff. It makes it impossible to plan. Because now you're sitting here like, you know, I think I've gotten this five-star recruit who's going to be this superstar player. I mean, that's the thing. Duke lost three players. North Carolina's losing superstar. And not just not just two-star guys like like Gerard Drumgool for, for Pitt, who he's moving on because he's not going to get ahead of the, 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 the guards that are in front of him. But even, like, the superstar guys that just, like, you know what, this isn't the right fit for me. I'm out of here. Walker Kessler, supposed to be a guy from North Carolina. He was going to be a superstar, and he's gone. We had Candace Cooper, who hosts the Locked On Tar Heels podcast, talk about that a couple months ago, right on here on the show. But woo! Heather Light lit into this situation. She talked first of all about how she does she doesn't see this as a good thing to teach college students, which a lot of people are saying is because you know basically transfer portal, how easy it has gotten to just move schools, it has made it so that. Students can student athletes can kind of just run run if they don't like a situation they can run away from it and find a new one, and she sees the value in finding answers and overcoming your challenges in the program. Now, neither here nor there on 
with on, on that argument because there's still the people there's still the argument as far as like well you're not teaching the young folks that to, to stick it out and other people was like well young folks should be able to get the ability to leave wherever they want especially because they're not getting paid and like listen I, there's a ton of merit to both sides of those arguments but the bottom line is that when we're talking about developing pit basketball and developing overall basketball college basketball where this game is going this is a revolution that's happening and we don't know if it's a revolution that's going to last too long or if this is something that's just going to be for a short era that we're dealing with right now. But Heather Like spoke about how the transfer portal, and she, and she said the same thing that I said in my Talking Points article. There are three unprecedented situations that face Jeff Capel. And it is... And, and, and to, for, for there to be calls for him to be fired, hey, listen, it's like I get if you're frustrated Pitt fans, but he's just gone through three seasons. He inherited the worst winning percentage of a coach in the last hundred years in Pitt, Pitt basketball with Kevin Stallings, the pandemic, and this transfer, transfer portal surge. It's a lot to deal with. And she gave some insight on as to her why she has faith in Jeff Capel. I want to talk about that right after this break because it's a really good point that she made and something that I didn't even know. We'll talk about that in a sec. podcast here on dk sports radio i'm your host chris carter remember you can subscribe to these shows on dk sports radio anywhere podcasts are hosted but especially on apple spotify and google Podcasts. rate us five star with a positive comment let's keep it rolling here so like i said we're talking about pit things started to turn around for them this week they get the, the, the you know a top juco recruiter of the transfer portal heather like comes out and to me her words though as nice and as polite and as just kind of straightforward as she is in her statements they seem like an emphatic defense of jeff capel now jeff capel's also her guy she picked him you know she inherited kevin stallings his first his her, her first year was his last year she made sure it was his last year thank goodness she did um and then she got jeff capel to come in and she's the guy he or he's the guy she entrusted to turn the program around. And there's a lot of people out there, a lot of Pitt fans, they're like, well, it ain't happened yet, so what the heck's going on here? But she brought up what I brought up in my talking points. He inherited a terrible situation from Kevin Stallings. There are still things about Kevin Stallings' tenure that we still don't know. Like, Jeff Capel at one point was like, there are things about this program that like people like Terrell Brown had to go through that were just ridiculous. Things that... You know, we haven't even told, like, we've, you've heard the stories about how, like, their their film room was, like, like had only recliner chairs in it, and they would, like, it was, like, too relaxing, and, like, you know, the, the, the training staff, you know, the, the facilities weren't up to up to par, and it was just, you know, it wasn't the, it wasn't an environment for teaching basketball to young men. And Jeff Capel has had to turn all that around, and then in his third year, when it was finally looked like maybe he could get some traction with everything, Bang, he gets COVID hits and the, uh, you know, the, 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 any, any production or any development that he could work on with his guys 
from in the spring and summer of 2020 was gone. And remember, 2020 class was supposed to be very good. William Jeffers, four-star recruit. John Hugley, four-star recruit. Now, I'll get to John Hugley in a second because that's the other part of makes this a wild week. But you had, you, you know, you came in, you had Noah Collier you were excited for. Femi Okala you were excited for. And then you still had players like Nike Sabande coming through the transfer portal. Ithiel Horton was going to be allowed to play after transferring the year before. A lot of exciting stuff. And you didn't get to work with these guys until like late summer. And then you're you're scrambling to get things together. Femi Okala had a car accident where he, he, he was out for quite some time. And things just got worse and worse and worse. And then, at the end of this season, when he does get his team through it and they're 10-12, and 12, they're dealing with the transfer portal. And again, it's not just Coach Capel, it's everybody dealing with this. And that's, that's an unprecedented situation with the transfer, transfer portal on top of an unprecedented situation of of a pandemic in the middle of your in the middle of your season on top of an unprecedented situation of taking over for one of the worst you know one of the worst if not the worst basketball coach in the history of a program that's a lot to dig yourself out from so when heather likes said, i have great confidence in jeff cable being the coach of this program i believe her and i get it and one thing that she emphasized, and it's funny, Pat Narduzzi emphasized this a lot when we talked to him on his Zooms. He's like, he said, you know, one thing we're looking forward to when, when things open back up is being able to bring kids to campus. Because he said, you know, these high school kids, they've never, you know, a lot of these guys, they haven't traveled much. And so they, when they come to Pittsburgh and, you know, you can see the brochures, you can read everything, but every campus looks pretty on a brochure. But when you get to see the city and get the vibe of how, of how sports-centric Pittsburgh is... That speaks to him. Narduzzi said that, and Heather Like said the exact same thing. And I bet that Heather Like is, you know, and Pat, she, they talk about that a lot. But Pitt hasn't been able to do that. She talked about not only that, but she talked about it's about the relationship building that Jeff Capel brings. You know, Jeff Capel was a big reason why Duke was able to get Zion Williamson. You don't know who he is. You know, you know who Zion is. If you listen to the Pitt Basketball Podcast, you know who Zion is. But he's a guy who. His reputation is building relationships with players, earning their trust, gaining 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 their trust, and then showing them what it takes to be a basketball player in, in Division One program and make it to the next level, which is where they all want to go. Those are the things that that Jeff Capel is strong in, building those relationships and being in person, and that takes a hit when you can't be with your guys. And Heather, like, basically was like, that was a huge part of what we think happened this year. There were chemistry issues. There were things that, that popped up. Now, she wouldn't say what those chemistry issues were. I'm going to tell you. I can't say, you know, there's rumors about there what happened. That Xavier Johnson and Justin Champagne, I'm not going to spread rumors. I am going to tell you what I saw with my own eyes. In the middle of the Notre Dame blowout, uh, at halftime, Pitt comes out, the t- comes out the tunnel, and they're warming up, and they're down like 20 points. It's looking really rough. And Justin Champagne is doing what he normally does when they're in trouble. He's trying to hype up the team. He's like, let's go, guys. Let's believe in each other. He's high-fiving everybody. They're going through layup lines. He's high-fiving everybody. And he goes to high-five Xavier Johnson. And all of a sudden, Xavier Johnson just blows him off. Doesn't, it acts like he didn't even see him. And, but it's, it, was that, it was that kind of position. And I'm watching this happen. So like, I can't hear it because the music's blasting and everything. But I can see what's happening. 
And I just, I, I see, I see Xavier Johnson and, and, and Champagne was in his way. Like he had like Xavier Johnson had to see him. That was not a, it was not a, Oh, he just missed him. No. And Champagne stands there, looks at him and he says, Oh, okay. And he just kind of stares at him, like trying to judge, like, did he really just blow me off right there? And then he goes to, and then Champagne goes to Tim O'Toole and, and it, they just seem to have a conversation and he's kind of like looking to, and kind of not, not pointing to make it obvious, but you know, kind of directing his hand to wherever Xavier Johnson was on the court at the time kind of be like obviously it was talking they were talking about that incident and you see tim o'toole kind of say something and shrug his shoulders and champagne kind of shrugs his shoulder puts his head down and goes back to warming up with the rest of the team but at that point in time i was like there's something going on there now maybe that was just at the time i'm like maybe it's something just you know kind of in the moment because that happens all the time there's not teammates still got to like each other every day of the week but seeing how the season played out with xavier johnson being the first play, player to, to transfer maybe there was something there and maybe that's what the chemistry issues that Heather like was talking about and maybe Jeff Capel could have put a stop to that or at least addressed it better if he wasn't dealing with a pandemic where they had to separate themselves a lot remember guys were testing positive Jeff Capel tested positive for COVID there were a lot of struggles to to building that and, and something Heather like brought up that I didn't even know was that when Jeff Capel moved to Pittsburgh, he picked a home in Shadyside. But why? Because Shadyside is very close to Pitt campus. I know because I lived there when I was in law school. And trust me, that's 74. I uh, wasn't, it was 75. 70, I was say the 74A. No, the 74A was a horrible bus that took that took two hours to get me to Alderdice. It was ridiculous. But the 75 was the best bus uh, that, that I loved because I would just hop on it right from the university. It'd take me right down Ellsworth, bang right to my house on Pierce Street. I loved the 75. And I get it. Getting the house there, it's easy. It's easy access. The players can get there. And he wanted to have it so that he could have the players over at his home and to build those relationships. That, That's who he is. That's the guy who Jeff Capel is. But he couldn't be that guy because he couldn't get them in person because of the pandemic and the and, and quarantining and everything else that needed to happen. And so that was, a, uh, that, that was a, a problem. And that was a problem for everybody, but that's especially a problem when that's your strength, when that's something that you bring to the table. You know, it'd be, you know, it'd be like if, you know, if, if you're watching, uh, you know, if, it'd be like if Pitt football last year, if you said, well, guess what? You can't rush the quarterback today. Why? Well, just stuff happens. Well, then Rashad Weaver and Patrick Jones just can't, are, the t- Pitt's two best players are just out of the game and you're going to crush the Pitt, Pitt even more than, and more so than now. So th- that's something that Jeff Cable had to overcome on top of everything else. And that's why Heather like believes in him. And I get that belief. I think he's earned that belief at least for the effort that he has. I, again, I, whenever I talk to Jeff Capel, you know, I get the sense I'm talking to a stand-up guy. Every time, you know, when he when he speaks, he he he's he's very matter-of-factly, and he's not afraid to tell you, you know, where when he thinks when he thinks you're stepping out of line with something. He's very straightforward, and, I, and that's something I do appreciate with Jeff is that I feel like I'm getting a straight answer when I'm getting a lot of things. I'm sure his players appreciate that because he's also an advocate for them. How many times have I talked about, you know, he talks about their issues. He talks about issues for student athletes. He, he, there's several different levels that he steps up and he's outspoken for players, not just his players, but players and student athletes across the country. And I think there's something to that. And that's, again, goes to his relationship building skills that couldn't be used this year because of the pandemic, or at least were dampened down. So Heather, like giving Jeff Cable that vote of confidence, I think it's a very good sign that, you know, because, there's times where, you know, that may be the case and an athletic director might not see that. But her seeing that, I think, is a very good sign for the program that she understands that there's something cooking there that you got that you got to just let simmer. It may, it may be rough right now, 
but there could be something that comes out of it that's very good. And Pitt does have some good young guys. Femi Utakali, promising. William Jeffers, promising. And as of today, earlier this this Thursday morning, Pitt did get some good news. The felony charges against John Hugley were dropped. Now, John Hugley, as I briefly mentioned earlier in the show, a four-star recruit forward, uh, uh, arguably the best, uh, you know, he wasn't arguably, he was the highest-rated player of Jeff Capel's 2020 recruiting crew. And when he was out, it was like, man, that's a huge blow to this team. And he was supposed to be the five spot. You, you, you know, even though he, even though he kind of lost that position to Koulibaly at the start of the season, the hope was that he would learn from that, get back to it, and then by midseason he might be starting again. And then Pitt has a real dominating presence at six foot nine in the middle in the middle of the paint. That but that never happened because he got charged with three felonies and all these other things. But those felony charges have been dropped. Looks like he's just going to take a misdemeanor, and then. As of 6.30 Thursday evening, Pitt reinstated John Hugley to the program. Jeff Capel said that they were proud of how he's handled the situation and how he's fought his way back. Um, in a statement released Thursday evening, he said, well, we're proud of how he's handled himself to recover from the stakes he's made. John has taken ownership of his actions, remained committed to his academics, and focused on his individual growth outside of basketball. We look forward to his full return to the University of Pittsburgh and the opportunity to continue to mentor a young man with a future. Um, they said, he, and he also said that you know during this whole time, he, he still remained part of the team, couldn't be with them physically, but was with them um, through through uh, throughout the season. Um, so really great stuff. And then he maintained contact with them. So really great stuff, uh, to hear some positive news for Pitt basketball, because having John Hugley back does give Jeff Capel a significant building piece for the future. Cause he was his top recruit of 2020. So, um, that again, things, this is about weathering the storm. Things are looking better. And I know it was just the roughest of rough with Efton Reed and Justin Champagny in back-to-back days on top of the transfer portal stuff. But it's all about how you take your best shots or your worst shots. When someone hits you with a haymaker, do you keep? are you able to keep rolling? If you're able to deal with the worst days with grace and class and keep focused on your goals, then when the best days finally come, you'll be ready to take full advantage of those two. And that's why I think Heather like having great confidence in Jeff Capel shows that she's on to something with him. And why I think the Pitt fans should have more patience with what's been going on because this has not been easy. But congratulations to John Hugley uh, for seeing it through with his process because anytime you're facing a felony charge, that's that's some scary stuff. Not that I've ever known it, but it's uh, it's got that's got a weigh in your mind heavy because he's probably looking, he was looking, staring at the end of his college basketball career before it even really got started. So great things there. We'll be keeping you up to date with everything Pitt basketball right here on DKPittsburghSports.com. If you want to read all the details in Jeff Capel's statement and you know what the charges and everything, go to DKPittsburghSports.com. The article is free. If you're not even a subscriber, you can check that one out, um, and uh, you get my my takes on it there. Uh, but 
Uh, if you're enjoying the, the H2P podcast, please subscribe to DK Sports Radio. That's also free. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Rate us five stars with a positive comment. Those stuff really help us out. And uh, keep checking us out here. We've like, got a lot of other great content on Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, anything. Pittsburgh sports right here on the H- on, on DKPittsburghSports.com, DK Sports Radio. And we'll be back in the year Sunday with another episode of the H2P podcast. Remember to follow me, Carter, Chris Carter, at Carter Critiques on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'll be seeing y'all soon.